All right, let's do this. All right. What's up, guys? Hope you're doing great. Welcome back. Lawn Care Talk with Tony. You know who it is. So, shout out to all you guys out there hanging out with us on Christmas Day 2023. It's Christmas Day, and you know what? We got a lot of special things coming for you. Uh, all the time, hopefully, on the podcast, but today, the last episode, it's live right now. If you want to listen to it, my brother was on here, and then right now, we got my dad here live on the podcast, proud new owner of the Echo CS590 59.8cc uh, monster of a chainsaw. I picked him up one for Christmas. Today's a Christmas, and I couldn't tell you guys about that because I bought it a few months ago, but I couldn't tell about it because I didn't know if dad was listening, but... It's kind of a cool thing um, where, you know, obviously I want to get my dad something for Christmas, but also he lets me dump the sticks over his property. So I want to make sure I always take care of him and um, get him something prettier because I don't know that he always just let me hand him the money. So with that being said, we'll have to give you some updates about that saw. Um, but many of you guys love it out there. Shout out to my man Rob up in Canada. Uh, he's big into saw milling. My dad just bought a s- small little... Uh, sawmill jig setup he's had one when i was a kid and so hopefully he'll be doing that some as uh kind of getting into his hobby so dad how are you on this christmas yeah well merry christmas and yeah hey it's a good christmas when you get a chainsaw like that you know that's better than anything santa would bring so i really appreciate that thank you tony that that saw surprised me and uh, it was interesting you got me that because i just did a a tree job with a friend of mine that I'd mentored years ago and he had that very saw it was a little older but it had a 24 inch bar on it and I just grabbed it and started cutting up a tree with it and I really liked it and it's interesting well it's interesting that I had that experience and now I own the saw so thank you for that it's going to be a lot of fun having that so yeah so we're going to do that um I even was starting to talk to him about um uh all around the country, there's these guys that buy all these like returns from Home Depot, Ryobi, uh, Echo, and a lot of these different companies. But you see, those are some of the main ones that they carry at Depot, and they'll have DeWalt and some other stuff too. But um, you know, I was thinking about, man, we should, I should go find one of these guys uh, down in Atlanta or something. Uh, I was talking to him about it, and we should get him a, a twin to it, so that way he'd have like all the parts for it and everything. So that's something. We may work on getting because a lot of times guys will sell stuff, you know, a very uh, cheap price, you know, during that now that he has this new one. So, um, but what we're going to talk about today is so my dad been in the business since 86. I want to talk about just kind of some of the things, changes or things that he's feeling like he wanted to change over the last couple of years and tell like what are some of those work, some of those jobs that he started taking and why he decided you want to get you know, a couple pieces of equipment they have and do you, are you enjoying that kind of change up from just, you know, the always same, you know, mowing and all that stuff? Um, or, you know, talk a little bit about that because yeah. people that... I will. I, I want to jump in there and just say I, I kind of like the challenge of some of the landscape projects. I really like working with tree work. I like doing a lot of tree stuff, and uh, I like operating equipment. I I like the challenge. I, I like irrigation. I like electron, electrical stuff, like hooking irrigation pumps up. And I, I thrive when someone calls and says, I got a real complicated problem with irrigation or an electrical issue. And I just always like that. I like the challenge. I, I, 
I enjoy doing lawn care all these years. Um, I guess I love the immediate results of looking back at your work. And I really, I, I still don't get enough of that. I, I, I love doing that. But I guess it's the challenge of maybe something a little more complex. And some of the tree work, you really got to think about what you're doing. You know, I, I will lay some trees down between houses and things, and there's not a lot of room for error. So kind of like that, the challenge, I guess is the word, or adventure. I like, the adventures built into lawn care. You guys that, um, you know, you're maybe seeking, you know, what's the meaning? You know, what's the meaning behind a lot of this? Well, money brings a lot of the meaning because you got to provide for your family. But also there's a lot of adventure too, just being outdoors. The first job God gave a man was to look over the garden. And uh, so I like that. I like these days. I'm enjoying, I guess, too, some of the money that comes with that. Like I can price mm-hmm. things out and, and make a pretty good amount of money for the time I'm out there. And I can feel good about it because not just anybody's going to be getting their hands around that. So I'm enjoying that. So I bought a U17 this year, uh, which is a Kubota. Uh, I guess it was a be, little excavator. Yeah, small excavator. It's like not the smallest one they sell. It's the big brother to that one. Is it 17 horsepower? Is that why it's called uh, 17? Right. It's actually 18 horse, I believe. But yeah, it's it's uh, it it works out at being about 17 horse after through the hydraulics and anyway, it's a lot of fun and it's 4,000 pounds. I can put it on just about any trailer I got. I can put it on the back of a gooseneck trailer I got that's 20 feet long and and I mean I can load, unload, I can do all kinds of things with. It. I've gotten good with it. And I'm 56 now, so that was another thing. This was intentional. I was, you know, we, me and my wife, this time of year, it's interesting we're talking about this. I want to throw this on the table right now. It's Christmas. Uh, this time of year, we start evaluating the past year. Every year we do this, every year. I'll start from Christmas all the way to New Year. I will re, I'll roll the tape back. And look at my year and say, what, what do I like about it? What don't I like about it? you got to give yourself that time to look at your business and go, hey, maybe I could turn a little here or tweak this. or And something that you might have heard on the podcast Tony had with Zach, I've been fortunate not to get into debt a lot. See, I'm too uh, not have had a lot of debt. Um, you know, I, and part of the reason was is when I was younger, uh, when I had Tony – um, we, um, had some complications with Tony's birth and the medical bills put me upside down and pushed me kind of into a, um, a, you know, a chapter 13 situation. So that kind of blessed me and it, it seemed like a negative and it seemed like it was, you know, something like a black eye, but it actually trained me to use cash and it trained me and lawn care is excellent for this you guys don't feel bad that you don't have the top truck or the top equipment or any of that that's actually perfect training for you to get to curve your appetite so that you can be very successful you don't want to be upside down Uh, the bible says that that the borrower is slave to the lender and it's just, you know that to be true. Every one of you out there, you're, you're a businessman. You, you know this is true. And so just be careful on that. But um, right, it's Christmas. We're looking at a new year. I've been evaluating last year. Uh, this year, I want to, I really want to get out there and I've got a number I want to make per hour. I don't tell my customer this, 
but I have a goal to make a certain amount of money per hour and with the equipment I'm running and the show that I have and so, so that, you're, you're not it. you're not just doing trees though tell them about kind of why you bought the little excavator you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you didn't buy it really to cut trees. No. You bought it. Tell them about the other thing yeah, you're doing. What, I bought it the first week I had it. I put a thumb on it, a hydraulic thumb. I didn't want the mechanical thumb because we're working on seawalls. We're down there doing seawall work and doing quite a bit of land. I have, you know, 30, 40 lawn care customers. Uh, I am, most of them are on the lake. And I, I'll i do 10 seawalls a year, and there's good money in it. I mean, it's just... If it's hard work, and that's why just everybody's not doing it. But it's hey, all of us are hard workers. If you're listening to this podcast, you're 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 not just a good student. If you're listening to this, you're also most likely a, good, a hard worker. And so we're putting that U17 down on the seawalls, grabbing the old parts of the wall, pulling it up out of there. We're doing that thing is amazing for this. We are enjoying it, and I can dig out the seawall. Every seawall before you do anything needs to get dug out. And I don't know if you ever dug out mud. It's basically mud. You're standing in mud, pulling mud and clumps of dirt and roots and all that. I mean, to dig it out manually, you won't do that a lot before you figure out something. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing, we're doing so, some seawalls. And then, but also, you part of that setup, he has a little Kubota, was a B2320? Yeah, let, let me throw that out too. Yeah, that is probably the biggest money maker I have, and I've been trying to tell Tony he needs something like this. It is a B twenty three hundred one. It's four wheel drive hydrostatic. It's a Kubota. It'll lift right at about a thousand pounds. It's got a, a a front. I put front hydraulics on it, so I got a grapple for it. It, that thing every day, today, it's Christmas, and I still use it. I use it every day, that machine. And it's uh, if you're 40 or older, I think you, you it's an essential. It's, it's just one of those things. You, you should own that. And the reason I own it, and I've, this is the fourth tractor I've had that same exact size. And this is why I keep getting that size, because it's small and strong. You can drive it in all my yards. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm working with customers that I live with. So I don't want to go in there and tear it up. I go in, I can roll in there without tearing anything up, pick a tree up, pick, pick a fallen tree up. When I do seawalls, I move lumber back and forth and riprap and all that. I, that little tractor is a money machine. And just to try to describe it for people, is that probably probably the... The first one in the Kubota lineup that kind of has the big tires on the back. Yeah. Um, maybe like, would you say maybe they're probably like 40-something inch tires? Yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So kind of the first model that has the kind of big tires on the back. Um, so is that 23 horsepower or something close to there or is it less than that or like how do they do those yep. numbers it's a 23 like horse and anything under 25 horse they don't need the uh epa emission death fluid right you don't need yeah. any of that so it doesn't have any of the fancy uh epa stuff on it but i'm telling you that be careful with the bx the bx is a small the small one it's like the small entry level homeowner you know, backhoe combination thing. Be real careful with that one because the problem with that is there's not a lot of ground clearance. And the good thing about what you mentioned, the big tires, I can put it on and off any trailer. I can usually lift into the back of my truck just about anything I have. 
Yeah, if you go with the BX, which is that small one, it's cute and it seems like fun. Careful. It's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we got to make money. And that's a little slower. And we, we got to be able to, that big tire, but yet still a small compact tractor will make you, I'm telling you, this has been made me more money than any piece of equipment I got. So, and I'm 56 and I'm looking forward to the next 10 years with it. I really am. And so you got your setup, you got a 2016 F350, like a gas burner, and he's got a gooseneck trailer you can put all these things on. And your tractor's paid off, your truck is paid off, right? And you still yes. owe some money on the uh, the, the excavator because that's the I, new piece? That's exactly right. I, I used the bank's money on that. They gave me 0% financing. So, um, you know, I could pay it off right now, but I might as well keep the money and use the bank's money since it ain't costing me anything. And so that was my thought on that. So, and yeah. then also you have, um, you have a New Holland. Uh, what is the model of that one? The New Holland is an LS one seventy uh, skid steer with wheel wheel and not a track. Something I was kind of I've rebuilt that another one I had years ago, so I understand the the way the internal works and that. So I was really thing had low hours, had four hundred eighty hours on it. I bought it. It was always left indoors. The thing was like pristine, perfect, nice shape. I bought it, and I got a good deal on it. So I paid cash for that. It's an LS-170. It'll lift a pallet aside all day long. Uh, it lifts somewhere close to 3,000 pounds, and that's that's exciting. When I need that, it'll lift about 10 feet. So, I mean, it'll li- it'll fill, or I can load into a full-size commercial dump truck with that. But again, I don't use that an awful lot. I mean, I just it's use it. It's got to be one. dry. It's got to yeah, be, you know, yeah, stuff. Exactly. But. Exactly. Nine out of 10 times I'm on that little Kubota tractor. And uh, I had a, what they call an add a grapple, which is a grapple you add to the bucket. Look that up on uh, the internet if you guys are interested. It's something that I'm getting ready to put on this tractor. I've had it on my other ones. It's called add a grapple, and it just sticks on the bucket. I leave it on there. I I can pick up things all day long with that. So it's real handy. So, yeah. But that is really nice uh, for bringing the rocks down there. Um, Mm -hmm. The skid steer is probably the best for that, you know? I mean, if it's hard enough or... um, Because... So it's kind of interesting. So you doing the seawalls, you kind of end up using all three of these um piece of equipment um really to like really have max efficiency but mm-hmm. um you know people if they're going to get into some kind of other uh in, you know leg of their business um you know they're not they're not going to get all three at first you know they're not not, not going to be able to um and even me i don't i want to try to do less and less actual dirt work i want to help you do some you know when we want to but trying to make my business even more, more, you know, smaller, uh, higher efficiency, you know, weekly property thing. Um, I'm not saying I shouldn't get a tractor. I mean, I may, may should at some point, but I'm going to pay cash for it if I do and do all that. Um, but you know, I'm saying, let's say someone out there, they've been mowing for their whole life. And if, if they want to do something else, they can, because maybe they could, uh, for a few years, maybe I, I don't think it's bad to rent a tractor. It's more of a pain because you got to make sure someone else isn't borrowing and you got to go and pay and load it up. And then, 
bring it there. But I'm saying guys can make money do that because you can, it's actually maybe good habit for guys because they can get used to baking in the price because they, yeah, it's expensive to rent that machine, but it's almost just that expensive when you own it too, because you're going to have to maintain it and you're going to hit, you know, get hit with the loss of value and, and all these things. Um, so I say renting is still not, not a bad thing because yes, it's going to cost you 400 bucks or whatever, borrow that skid steer tractor or whatever, but you can start learning. T- you got to figure out how to, you know, charge that the customers still make money. And, but that's also kind of helps you as you, when you own one, you know, you're still going to have to charge <laughs> the money for it. So it's, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, even though it costs you a lot of money to rent it because, um, that could be part of the job. And so even guys, if, you know, they're want to get into more stuff like you're doing or different things in different area, you know, they can start small and then, um, cause let's say there's a guy your age and he just mow his whole life. And now he thinks, Hey, I want to do, um, paver patios, or I want to do uh, grading, or I want to do, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, he can, he can get those three machines or whatever, but for most of my life, a lot of time you've been just working out, you have one machine, you have skid steer for a few years, and then you have like a Kubota tractor, and then you have that for a few years, like only recently you have the three machines, you know? Um, well, let me so, say this, I paid my house off, you know, so my cash flow is way better, and I stayed in this business, and I... And I, I've already told you, I've been paying attention to some of the money. I did the Crown Financial and years ago, and so I, I had an idea of my cash flow. Cash flow is a term everyone should know. Every businessman needs to know that term. Just kind of your money's always flowing, and you got to get an idea uh, how what, what direction is it flowing in, and is more coming in than it's going out. And you just got to pay attention to that. So I'm at a point now... You guys grew up, and you know, I got grandkids, and we do spend a lot of money on them, but it's not like having kids. And so um, I have my cash flow is a little better now. And so as I look into my retirement years, I got 10 years of making money. I, I put this money on the table so that I can be most efficient without tearing my knees and joints up in the next 10 years. So I want to make money in the next 10 years. But it, for you guys listening, if you wanted to start easing into something, you could maybe look at buying a used tractor and, uh, get, you know, let someone else take the hit. But I promise you, if you have a, a tractor this B size, it's a B series. If you have that size tractor, you'll use it. I promise you use it three times a week, even as a lawn care business. You'll you'll have to pick up a trailer. You'll have to you'll just end up pick, you picking things up with it. And I got a set of forks on it. I'm picking things up all the time with this thing. And, uh, you know, let's say you get a job. Let's say you're a lawn care guy and a customer says, I want you to tear out all these bushes around the house. Well, okay, you're a lawn care guy. You got this tractor. You go in there with a set of forks and pop these bushes out of the ground with the forks. And it's just, there's so many different ways you can make money with it. It's not going to sit there as long as you have the customer base. If you have, if you have 20 customers or more, the tractor will pay for itself. That's my opinion. You got to have those, though. Don't don't get all this going if you don't have the customers. Get the customers. And well, if it's if it's tiny city lots, maybe that kind of translates into forty. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? If, right. if you have twenty quarter acre right. things, don't think you're gonna buy right. a tractor and do all these rip outs. So I mean, you no. might, but so that 
you know, you got to kind of think about those things in your area, you know, like yes. we're doing kind of big properties and the people that we work for, they have the money. If they look out and they mm. just don't like the way that all those bushes look, they just tell you to do it. Like it's not, um, I mean, I'm not saying they're That's stupid good. with their money. They're, they're smart with their money, but they, um, they have the money. Yeah. So, and if you live in an area where it's very poor or whatever, and you're just, you're mowing and banging out a lot of these $35 lawns or whatever. I mean, you used to live in the city and you did mm-hmm. some of that and it's not necessarily bad. Um, but you also th- have to think about like your life, like, uh, it may be worth it to move to somewhere where yeah. where it is good for lawn yeah. care landscaping. I mean, if this is what you want to do, That's just, true. just like people move for their job, you know, whatever kind of job they have, um, you have to provide for your family. And if it takes you to, if you have to move to somewhere to mm-hmm. make the money you want, like I'd be willing to do that. If I ever moved anywhere, it'd probably be even more south where it was, you know, the grass even rages even stronger, right. you know, or, or right. I don't know. But... That's um, right. Any place that has water or is some place where they count on tourist money, there's going to be usually lots of more high spenders in that area. So, and college towns, go to college towns. People have money, you know what I mean, usually. And we work for people that have money. I just tell you right now, I give at the church and I'm concerned and careful with people that are poor. But poor people don't hire me, and I don't work for poor people. I work for wealthy people that can afford me. And that's we, we that's one of the things we learned in business training is just kind of spell out what your customer looks like. Like if you the ideal customer, if you could create them, like back in the day when they had these uh, video games, like you'd create your little character, right? Like, you know, you, you had a certain character you'd come up with. Well, come up with the perfect customer what does he look like what's he for me it's a it's a guy in his 50s that or 60s that does not live at the lake and he has got he's got lots of money he does not have time and he's looking for someone dependable reliable that's me Um, i want that guy i want him and so i know what i'm looking for you guys let's this year again this is a new year christmas look what's your customer what's he look like who so that when i get somebody that wants to hire me that doesn't fit my customer, that I kind of lean away from them. I, I lean away from the guy that has a nine-to-five, and he maybe lives at that house, and he's real picky, and that's not my guy. And he don't really have any money. <laughs> I, I just don't. I fire them before they hire me. I fire them. I, I just don't work for people like that. I, I work for people that can afford me. Um, I you know, I, I'm a professional. I'm not a weekend warrior. I do this for a living. I want to get paid well. And it, it doesn't mean that we work for people that are famous um, because some people can get that in their head. Like, because people online sometimes, you know, like to brag about if they mow, you know, if they do this work for some famous person or something. Um, but 90% of the rich people out there are not famous. They uh, are just slow and steady and they work hard and they sell insurance or what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um and so, actually, you know, people that are famous to work for that can be volatile um, because maybe they're famous because they're good at singing or playing football or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good at managing their money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, even famous people that I've worked for in, in the past, it doesn't necessarily always turn out well. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they buy a $10 million house and then, you know, two years later, uh, you know, they get divorced or... Or something happens to the house, and then boom, you know they're gone. Like so, um, I'm, we are not saying that all our people are just super famous and 
pull up in these limos every day and Mm-mm. you know we're just we're just trying to say people that have the money now um where you live you know it could be uh you know let's say it's um a middle income neighborhood and these people uh mm-hmm. you know have good jobs they're not at home they can't take care of their yard they have the money to pay you to take care of their yard but they uh, they they they're not gonna go out there on the weekends and and do that. Um, maybe they're working weekends, maybe they're doctors, or whatever. And so, there are a lot of a lot of those neighborhoods and people probably in your area. And if um, and you can still make a lot of money. I mean, there there are guys making millions. You know, in the poorest country, uh, poorest areas of the country. Um, you know, they're doing these yards for cheap, and maybe you need to have systems where they, you know, they pay via credit card line in advance and some of these things that kind of keep you out of trouble with some mm-hmm. of these people, but it can be done. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess just for us, you know, since we we have kind of every range of people here, um, obviously not everyone that lives here is rich, but um, we do want to work for, I do as well, want to work for people that have the money. I pretty much only work in, after the first of the year, I've explained this in some of the other podcasts, but... I only basically work in two neighborhoods now, and they're kind of almost the same neighborhood. And so everyone in there, um, they have money. You know, like uh, paying the lawn service is not a big deal. I mean, they're paying more for just their contribution of the roadsides than what it is for paying my lawn service. So that's kind of good um, in a way. And then another thing that I like about that is just that, uh, like, you can't even let your grass get more than two inches more than it should be out by the road, you know, or you start getting fines and all these things. And so in those same neighborhoods. So that's kind of good for me as well. Um, anyway, so, you know, think about that, think about what's in your area and think about, cause I, for me, I, I go into these thoughts just like dad, like, okay, I've been doing this almost 20 years. What do I, what do I need to change in my business? What do I want this to look like? Because like dad mentioned, we can't, we cannot do this for a hundred years. Like we have, it's, it's a limited, uh, amount of years that we have. So are we planning for this? Are we, you know, are we saving money? Are we having proper equipment? You know, don't be very, very careful in you guys that are new in business. It's so easy to just think about, oh, I got this customer calling me right now. So you're just thinking about, you know, that, that, uh, call as needed basis person that's just blowing up your phone right now. You think, oh, I need to get that yard done. And you do need to get the yard done, but you gotta, I want you guys to see, okay, what do I, what do you out there you know, your business doesn't have to look like my business or my dad's business, but what, but it does, I do want you to make your business look exactly how you want to look because I feel like so many guys will wake up and they're 65 years old and and their business is nothing like they wanted it to be. And that's the problem when, when you own the business, if it's not how we want to be, it's our fault, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's the thing. So yes, we're having to work hard to do these jobs every day, but we're also having to think about, also have to think on the back end, okay, is this the type of jobs I should be doing? Are these the, the prices I should be doing? Is this the type of customer? What do I want? Does my route like next year, do I want to be same as it was this year? And I have to do the uncomfortable things and go talk to the customers and, <laughs> and do all these uncomfortable things to change it how I want it. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what we're saying. So my dad's changing, kind of done some new things. And I mean, the seawalls, I mean, he's repaired them and stuff here, there for, a long time but kind of you know i guess in the last couple of years you've been really doing more you've always done some trees and things mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. um in irrigation for a long times too but I, I feel like the seawalls is a little more on the newer side which is neat and still doing tree work and stuff mm-hmm. and that that's cool now you're not really climbing trees as no. I mean, when i was young you would be climbing them but 
Mm-hmm. Tell about that. So you're kind of just yeah. using the ropes and yeah, guys. You listen, uh, I, I'm not a government employee. I can't. I've got no net underneath me. I I have to use just like every one of you. We have to get up. We have to be. That's the beauty of a long carry man and women. We we are very practical. You know, back to the first job God gave a man. We look over the garden. You got to be. You got to be. The Bible, there's a there's a scripture that says wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. We need to be wise because if you get hurt, you know that's kind of come out of the, your pocket. And don't get hurt. Be safe. Be safe. I mean, think about these things. And uh, there's a lot in the new year. I, I want to get on some more of these podcasts. I want to talk about attitude a little bit. But I also Tony brought up. He was talking to me. I don't even think we were on the air or anything. He's just saying, you know, if you let's say you got to go to the truck, um, if you just go to the truck and you really go with a one speed faster, like switch your gear one faster, you can you can actually start making money. But if you're just kind of casual all the time, it's going to hurt your bottom line. So we've talked a lot about money, a lot about equipment, this, that, and the other. But there's a lot of neat things you guys are figuring out, how you can make your business, what Tony said, work for you. And one of the, th- just make a better mousetrap. Do, you know, put two yards where you could, you usually put one yard. I remember when we got a, our first commercial lawnmower. I could do two yards in the same time I did one yard. You know what that meant? I just got a pay raise, you know. And so you guys got that. And uh, But I am being safe out there. I don't climb trees. I don't, I don't, I got to think through things. And uh, I want to, you know, I've always had to. I've got, you know, I do have health insurance, but I don't want to use it. And I'm in real good health. I've got, I'm in really good shape. And thank God for this business for that. I'll keep you in shape. While all the people are going to the gym, I go, I work out every day and it's outside. I work outside every day. So it's a lot of good in it, but you got to be thinking, right, no one get hurt this year. Let's have a year where we're, we're prosperous and we're, we're thinking twice before we're doing what we're doing. Just these podcasts are going to help because obviously you got your mind in gear if you're listening to this, but this is going to be a great year. So vision. Look at your business. How do you want it to look this new year? What are some changes? I want to say this as we close. Um, as you make some of those changes, kind of make them gradual. And, you know, when you when you make a turn, there's a say a turn in the road's not the end of the road as long as you make the turn. So just kind of make that's where the B2301 came in. It was something I could keep doing what I was doing and add a little something, add a little tree work or tearing out some bushes and, you know, be gradual, you know, and keep your customers. Just keep that 30, 40 customers. Man, don't, they're golden. And an insurance man knows that what I'm talking about is an insurance man wants a customer base. That's what makes his living. That's what's going to retire him one day. You guys keep your customer base. Just keep those customers and be safe and yeah, you guys are all thinkers. You wouldn't be on this podcast. I, I'm excited. I, I, I'm popping in and checking on you guys and through Tony. And there's you guys are way smarter than I was when I was younger. I, I thank God for you. So dad, dad needs. Well, he doesn't have a smartphone, so he doesn't. Not. Um, I need to like we need to figure out a way where he can catch up on some other long care podcasts because there's so many awesome, awesome things going on in the community in general so much awesome advice so many awesome things going on i mean my podcast isn't really even like a peak a tip of the iceberg of like even the stuff that i listen to like all the time um so we need to work on that but thank you for 
being on here for me and um it's cool having a second mic set up that's really cool and also always just a big shout out to my friend cameron over the long care life and missouri podcast he's you know y'all know who he is he makes great podcasts but uh there was a challenge so was it one or two years ago leading up to the expo dad mm-hmm. and i end up winning the challenge and so he bought me this this podcast board right here um which was really interesting because he was like hey i want to buy this for you because i want you to you know keep doing this podcast because you you're you know you contribute something like we want you to be part of it and um so he kind of um he kind of like kicked me into keep going with it because um you you know after i finished that challenge and made like over a hundred episodes in the one summer um i kind of feel like nah maybe i don't really want to do my podcast anymore but but then like a couple months later in the mail boom in comes this uh podcast board so i always have to thank my friend cameron because he kind of pushed me in to keep going this and it's it's been cool and hopefully now that i'm 100 percent debt free house and all and all machines equipment everything i'm Going to have a little bit less route starting in a week, which I'm very excited about that. So hopefully I'll be able to do a little more on possibly podcast side or YouTube side or things like that. Um, so I don't know exactly how all that's going to look yet, but Dad, thank you for coming on here. It's not like a one and done thing. Uh, we'll have you on again a little more towards spring. There's a million things that we can talk about, but hopefully you enjoy that new saw. You yeah. cut some thank trees you. with that it. That saw is so sweet. Or hopefully... Yeah. I really bought it. Hopefully, hopefully that you will uh, maybe use it mainly for your hobby of like doing your sawmill. So that's yeah. I mean, you use it for whatever you want, but uh, hoping to support you know that that side. Hey, if you want to start doing a little sawmilling, you know that that's cool. So well, I'm looking forward to a new year, and thanks for all that, T, and having me on. Uh, I do in the future look forward to maybe sharing about some. Well, I guess my biggest strength in business was two things. One, I was determined not to fail. I had a perseverance thing. But the big thing was I learned in a sales, I had a sales training, and I learned how to communicate with people. And I want to share that in this new year. In 20, uh, 23, 24, excuse me, in 24, I want to share some of what I learned. And that stuff was priceless. And I've taught you, Tony, a lot of that. And every bit of it, every bit of it, I taught Tony. And and then he's taught me more. Tony's took and ran with it. But I want to give some of that away, some of the how to communicate with customers, how to how to warm up with somebody real easy and just how to get into their their world, you know, what makes them them go, what, you know, and it's important. But we'll talk about that because that has been the key, I think, to my success is, one, I never gave up, two, I, and two, I, I had a way of communicating with people, and uh, I want to give that away. I, that's, and Cameron is, he's great. He is a great communicator. Cameron is a great man. Uh, I really am crazy about him, too. So y'all plug into him. And uh, and I'll be plugging in more this year and look forward to seeing you guys. You can always make a podcast free. Yeah. Just get the Anchor app. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Phone. As soon as Cameron <laughs> sends me one of these gadgets, I'm going to get going on <laughs> no. it. <huh? laughs> no, you need to, you need to like, all you need is some kind of, see, you wouldn't even have to have a smartphone. Like, you could do it now because Dad now has Wi-Fi at his house. 
And so it's very easy. I mean, you can press this record button, so you can use yeah. any phone or anything. Yeah. So, hey, you should make some podcasts to contribute to it as well. Well, you can I am make one do every that. day if you wanted to. I'm going to do but, it. This is the year I do that, and you're going to help me, Tony. I'm going to pay you to help me. I don't want to use your time. There's a saying, and I will close on this. Uh, Tony made me think of it early in this podcast. Always, uh, he said he brings sticks to my house. There's an old mentor friend of mine who is very, very, very successful. He was a, a, a doctor friend. He said, you always use a friend. You never misuse one. And that's Tony. I mean, he, he, I didn't ask him to pay for those sticks to drop stuff here. We got five acres, and, but he doesn't want to misuse that. So he, he's buying me this big fancy chainsaw. Thank you, Tony. You're thinking the right way, and uh, that's a good thing. So well, new year coming up. Yeah, any... I mean, I, I'm not special. I think any of your other friends, if they dump sticks here, they should buy you a chainsaw too. <laughs> Just how I think. Yeah, but, 10 4. Know. 10 4. So, Real good. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Year, good stuff coming. Mm-hmm.